Welcome back to another exciting episode of Carmen's Crew Podcast with joy and smile and love in my heart. Our Buckeyes, we we got one. We got <laughs> one. Say everybody over at New Amendment, man, we appreciate y'all. Uh, y'all didn't give up on us. We didn't give up on the Buckeyes. And we're going to give y'all all the inside scoop, of course, with Adam Jardy, Aaron Kraft, Mr. Sullinger, and myself, David Lighty. We appreciate y'all checking back in with us for another episode, man. And I'm going to just give us a round of applause for the Buckeyes. Not going 0 for 10. <laughs> and we got one win at least in February. So and that's just a relief for me. And I think it was we snapped a, a nine-game losing streak. So that's that's always good. And, I mean, I think it's time for us to take over now, really. I mean, we're going to win the Big Ten tournament. So it's just kind of hey. ready for it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> UConn, yeah. UConn thoughts, won man? five games in five days in the in their Big East champ, you know, and then they went on That's to win classic. the championship. So, hey, it it's it is possible. I'm not. I don't think we're in the same category at the moment, but I'm just glad <laughs> we got the win. You know, I like I like the win. I like the way we played. Um, I everything was good. It was good to see in person. It was glad to be there. So, we got the win. Oh, for sure, for sure. That that's the biggest thing I think. You know, Lighty been speaking about this every episode. We can't go over. We can't go over. And he was so optimistic, <laughs> and he was so hyped about uh, us getting the dub. Man, we we needed it. I just thought our freshmen in that game. Uh, I'm speaking specifically on the on the win uh, in that game. They stepped up. Man, I mean, Bryce played well. Bruce played well, but. The guy that flew under the radar, and I seem like it's, he always does this, Justice. When Justice plays well, right. something always happens What good for us. We always have a chance to win, and it showed against Illinois. Yeah, I'm with you, Sully. I mean, aside from Aaron getting the biggest ovation of any of the captains at halftime, um, which it was clear – there was a clear difference there when <laughs> when you were announced. So that was, that was kind of neat to see there. Um, but, yeah, I mean – so, Suing played a great, I almost say great game, but he had some huge moments. You know, we've talked so much yeah. about this team and they get into those situations where it's like, all right, someone's making a run. How do they respond? And in this case, it was just a suing. He got like two or three offensive rebounds once Illinois caught it to one. And then he had the putback that cut or pushed it to three. He had a save on a, on a fast break the other way. Um, first double, yeah. double of the season. I think he had 11 rebounds, mm-hmm. 14 points. I mean, 14 just points, yeah. you, you, you know, for a guy that I think has really worn this season on on his shoulders, and I think has taken it to heart that this has been a disappointment. It was, I was personally just happy for him to to kind of come out on the other end of it and mm-hmm. at least have an enjoyable day and you know come out with a win after all he's been through. What do you What do you guys think about so um, thinking of talking about talking to some guys and like kind of how justice has been all year? Um, do you think that? he played well because Bryce and Bruce played well. Like, as you know, cause justice wasn't like the go-to guy that he was like, all right, all the pressures on him, but he's kind of like that second or third guy that can kind of play in his role and doesn't have, doesn't have to press when other guys are playing well. Is that kind of like the space that he's like really good at and really successful at outside of, you know, the game he had 30 early in the, early in the season. Um, it just seems like he fits into that role a little better uh, when you know all the pressure's not on him, so uh, just curious. I, I think I think some people ain't gonna like this. I I think the reason why he played the way he played is because the paint's more open. There's no Zed down there, 
So, <laughs> you know, if, if, you know, only thing about Zed, Zed's a good basketball player, great basketball player, but the way Justice play, he's not a shooter. He's, he's always the mid range yeah. to all the way to the paint type of guy. And when, you know, Zed's down there posting up, ducking in, it kind of takes away his space of, of be able to wiggle down there. So that's why you kind of saw him go, I think it was six for 14, which I don't care about that. I just like the aggressiveness and, and justice. Yeah. And then with yeah. 11 rebounds, like you kind of seen yeah. the effect of like not having a, a legit big down in the paint because like, you know, for years going on, we had a guy like Caleb Weston who was, he can be outside and inside depending on the matchup. And uh, Zed's not really there yet. Um, he was he's developing to get there, but mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing was not having his head down there. I think so too. I mean, we talk about this game, and we we want to get into the X's and O's, of everything. I, I just want to talk about the the spirit, the you know the energy, the excitement from everybody. I think like that's contagious, you know. Uh, you get the dunk, which should have been an and one, and everybody's wow. going crazy. Like it's a it's a one possession game. Like that's a big play. Like Oof. it's six minutes to go. We were up twelve or something yeah. like that, or to fifteen points. And you know Illinois slowly walked us down. And I think you know two weeks ago we put our heads down. And it's these things that we talk about in in earlier mm-hmm. in, the, in the podcast. Like we shut down when things go wrong, but for some reason it, it flipped. And that yeah. that energy and that excitement from everyone was was what I like to see. Uh, like mm-hmm. Sully said, if if justice is being aggressive, I'm fine with it. It doesn't matter if you score or not. What they say, you're from Hawaii, uh, aloha, all that, right? Just relax, chill, be you out there. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that's what no. it is, right? There's a whole Easy state going. very angry at you for doing this improperly, but it's cool. <laughs> My bad. I mean, crap. You can show me. Tell me. I mean, it's in the bloodline. It's the family, right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. You're right. But oh, man. I, I like that out of him, and I think the freshman. Uh, taking over for us has been tremendous. Uh, Give my guy uh, a lot of credit for for not worrying about uh, what happened earlier in the season or earlier in the Big Ten and uh, continuing to play well this whole week. It it was great. I think uh, uh, Bryce had, uh, what was it, 20 points? Bruce had Uh, 20. Bruce Bruce had 20. Bryce had 15. 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That was out the game. I'm thinking of Penn State mm-hmm. game. My bad. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So, just a big week from both freshmen is what I'm liking as well. So, hopefully we can see that continue. And um, just to get the start that we had with this game, uh, I think it was amazing. But it was a win that we needed. So, it's relief for me. I like seeing – You want to talk about the – go ahead. I was just say, I like to um... – Sully, when you're talking about, like, kind of went under the radar that you liked, I thought you were going to talk about Roddy Gale's defense. Because I felt like, I felt like the way that he was able to sort of impose himself a little bit really took Illinois out of what it wanted to do early. And I do think it was a little bit of a tired Illinois team, and they're playing their fourth game in eight days. But I felt like Ohio State took them out of things early in a way that we have not really seen this year. Yeah. And I thought the way that Roddy yeah. and Bruce, and then at times like Ice, like those Ice, guys were yeah. able to really impose themselves. Like Roddy was just all over the court defensively. In a way, I'm playing with just a different type of energy, it seemed like. And I thought that was really big for the way they played overall. It didn't st- show up on the stat sheet, but I thought he, was, I thought he was important for mm-hmm. how they – it was their second-best defensive game of the season. I mean, I mean and he played 30 minutes. 
So True. For sure. and I think Roddy, <laughs> that's, that's why I think that's Roddy's calling card. To be honest yeah. with you, is the defensive end right now? Like later in his career, yeah, yeah he's going to have the offensive freedom to do what he needs to do. But I just think Roddy's calling card always been the defensive end, and then on the offensive end, whatever he gives us is just a bonus. I thought mm-hmm. we, I just thought we played, we played, we played as a group. We we shared the ball yeah. as a group, and I just thought that the energy of how we play the game on both sides of the ball is the reason why we won. We we deserved to win that game. That was yeah, one game I, I looked on the stat on the stat sheet and I watched the game. I'm like, we deserve to win this game just because we I mean we've been going through a, a big time slump. And to be able to come out with that type of energy, with that type of crowd, and to play it on both sides of the basketball, which we haven't been doing this whole February that you got to give them props for for just turning it around like that on on that type of game. Yeah, especially I mean we haven't talked about the Penn State game at all, right? But yeah. we had that game won literally After the entire the entire game until you know the last couple of minutes when um, you know Pickens took over, which um, I would love to talk I a little bit about that. Wanna, we, we, um, we want to hear from you that. about that. I want to hear from you <laughs> but, about that. You know, like but coming yeah. off like another another like super emotional, just like gosh, we had it and we're we lost again. Like it would have been very it's it'd be so easy to pack it in for the last, you know, the last few games. But you're right. I mean, they came out excited, ready to go. And uh, you know, I think early on you start four freshmen and you're you have to give them time to try to figure it out, right? And hopefully, you know, they're starting to feel more comfortable. Um and I, I, I sat with Roddy and Bruce the night before at the captain's dinner that we had. And I started the questions because, you know, you're young and you think old guys are weird. So I <laughs> I made it weird by asking them questions, um, but just like trying to get to know them. And then out of nowhere, Roddy, you know, Roddy, freshman, like, what do we have to do to win? Like, what what are we missing? Um, so I, I just thought it was cool to, for him to just, you know, he put himself out there and was like, you know what? I, I I know something's off and like, what are we missing kind of thing? Um, so it was just cool to kind of talk, talk with them about it, talk through it, talk through with it with him. And then also challenge him defensively. Like you guys said, I mean, he's athletic enough. He's long. Um, he's super athletic. So um, it's just good to see, you know, I'm a defensive guy. So when we see guys diving on the floor, you know, and he can block shots yeah. off the black, off the glass and those things like those are the little things that we, we haven't had all year. So um, to build, start building it now. I hopefully that you know builds momentum. You just so gave you Adam t- another story. <laughs> <laughs> so say, so you told Roddy how to win, and then Ohio State broke its losing streak. So how much credit do you get for this game plan, Aaron? I, zero, zero. Um, I was one of many captains that spoke that night. Um, <clears throat> honestly, you know, for me, I just um, I think there was a lot of like Michael Red actually said it. Like there was a lot of gold in the room, you know, and. and a lot of gold that was being said, a lot of gold that could be mined if they were willing to ask questions. So Roddy asking that, it was just kind of, it was me, Bruce, Nick Kellogg, um, just kind of sitting at this table. And Nick and I both gave an answer that I think resonated a little bit because um, I feel like there's so much negativity around the team that and they hear all the negativity. You know, I just, we just kind of told them to get back to playing, relaxing, you know, why are they playing the game in the first place kind of vibe. Um, and I, I 1000% challenged Roddy. Like I need, I need to steal a game. I challenged Bruce, like you need to get a steal a game, which he didn't, he had a great game. And I let him know afterward, like, Hey, you did great, but you did not give me my steal. <laughs> so, um, don't get cocky. There's room to improve, but it was, I, I thought the guys responded well, um, to all of us old guys, just, you know, putting our two cents in. So. 
And, and right, you know, for me, you know, some wild stuff is said at those meetings. So. Oh, it's always going to be wild stuff. But <laughs> if you talk about them responding well. We're going we're to get into this Penn State game and the loss. Even though it was a loss, I, I would say just the the environment that the guys were in, it looked like, and the headspace that everyone was in uh, was was just different. They competed all the way through, and, mm-hmm. and like Sully touched on, like I think we deserve to win that game as well. Besides Peggy going crazy the last uh, five six minutes of the game, uh, we we were right there, and uh, I think that's when he showed like what seniors. And yeah. upperclassmen are supposed to do, you know, with the team. You, you put them on your back and you let the guys make the plays. And I think, I mean, he willed their team to a win. So I, I commend him and give them all the credit because, I mean, our Buckeyes, we tried. We we had all type of defenders on them. <laughs> and he, he picked and on them. They everybody. found the matchup they wanted, man. Exactly. But I will say they went, they ran like NBA sets. It was just literally yeah, clear out. Set the ball screen, screen, make them switch. Yeah. Make them switch. Let your players make plays, and hey, he he did that and got them to win at the end of the day. But uh, what you guys see from the Penn State game that we can take forward from it? Uh, I'll say, what Adam, you being there? I just thought they they had a better spirit. I mean, they they were more competitive. They looked more like a team. I mean, you're coming off the games before that weren't they talked about growth and they talked about stringing better stretches of possessions together, but they were getting blown out. And yeah. I thought to, to come home and to play the way that they did, kind of like, like Aaron, you were saying a minute ago, to win the game after having lost this Penn State game in the fashion that they did, like you could assume like, all right, this is where a team would just pack it in. And I yeah. thought they had some real fight to them in that Penn State game. And yeah, they come up just short. I mean, the way that game ended, where it's like they're down four, there's 20 seconds left, they're, so they're, they've decided they need a three. They missed five threes yeah. in the last 20. They dropped their three-point percentage from 48% to 34% in the last 20 seconds. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and not, not, only, right not only that, but just like that just seemed to sum up so much of what this team has gone through where it's like they kept firing. They kept firing. It's just not falling, and you can't stop the clock. You can't get a bucket, and time just runs out. And everyone just kind of looked at each other like, what just happened? How did the game end that way? And to go from that to then win – Three days later, I was, I was impressed by that. Honestly, first of all, let's let's start out there. Pickett is the first team All American. I mean, the way yeah. he's been playing, it's it's been absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, if he's not scoring, he's assisting. If he's not assisting, he's rebounding. So you gotta give him his credit, man. What they did um, down the stretch, Michael Shrewsbury being under Brad playing with at the Celtics. Watching how you know you just kind of pinpoint matchups or mismatches. Yeah. Um, I thought he did that pretty well. Um, the last five to six minutes <clears throat> of that game, but I mean, to Adam's point, I mean, that that whole that last 20 seconds just watching it that kind of sums up our season. It's like all it takes is 20 seconds for us to lose a game, it seems like. I mean, you go to the North Carolina game. Uh, you go to the Duke game. Like, we always have, like, a little stretch where you'd be like, yeah, that's the reason why we lost. And so I won't say that's the re- – the in the Penn State game, that's the reason why we lost. But it's just – that kind of sums up the season that we're having. It's just – we just have bad stretches where we just cannot put the ball in the hole or we cannot get a stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the layup in that situation. Um, also, interesting point, you know, I think just from 
my like playing experience, the way that they were like, they were personally putting Bryce, you know, in the ball screen to get him to switch. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally, like in the future, um, and just from my experience, I would have loved to seen ice just, it was mostly ice, just fight through the screen and not switch because the guy setting the screen's not really like setting it as an action. He's just setting it knowing they're switching, right? So I, I vividly remember doing it against Michigan, like with DT. They would put DT in it and Trey would get DT on him. And it happened the first time we played him. And I was like, that was a terrible decision. And it, so Trey misses at the buzzer and we win. You know, we win by one or whatever. So then they tried the same thing at Michigan later on. And I remember thinking like, screw this. I'm just going to fight through it. And they said it once and I fight, fought through it and the guy left. So then you can play the matchup that you want, and like be a little more aggressive defensively. So that was just something I thought was a little nugget that Ice could do. I think in the future Roddy could do. Um, but he was incredible down the stretch, wasn't he? Like, yeah, But his, that's my his, thing too, though. You know, we're defenders, I would say. But it's like it has to be a team too. thing. It has to be a team thing. Like, we, we know what's coming. They ran it over yeah. and over, basically, uh, yeah. down the stretch and got different guys to check them. But it's like, we know who's the score. Get it out of his hands. Like, yeah. don't leave your guy on an island. You don't even have to yeah. double shade. Uh, yeah. You know, shrink the floor. Make them see bodies. Yes. You can't give a good player the same look over and over and over again yeah, for the last six minutes, and especially how they play small ball anyway. Like, yeah. Rotate. We we trapped the post. That's what we were doing. So trap, trap here the wing. and see what happens. Yeah. Rotates exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. Yeah, I will like, say too though, like you know, you if you look, keep going. Like Penn State is like one of the oldest teams in like the country, the kind of vibe. Number one. Um, They're the oldest. So like, oh, they are. and we're and, and if you look at I, there was a if you look at the stat of the percentage of possessions or percentage of minutes that there's the like the younger guys like first or second year guys we're really high on that list. And Penn State's really high on the percentage of players that are like third or fourth year players. So I think down the stretch that kind of played out. Um, you saw like the older guys take their time, figure out their thing, and obviously he took over um, after being in foul trouble early too, which I think yeah. is is big for you know Tough as boy. just um, growing as a player. But there's something to be said about experience, and it's hard to gain experience in the game now because of the transfer portal. And you know we're at Ohio State, so we want guys that are really talented and potentially could leave early to go to the league. So, yeah, ah, it's give and take with it. That's the beauty yeah. of each season. True. But you got, I mean, Adam, you probably know this if off the top of your dome, I mean, since Michael Shrewsbury has been there, I mean, I feel like he's been, he's kind of been handing us those losses that we don't need. I mean, last year in the big 10 <laughs> tournament, I think, uh, that was a bad I, one. I think the co the COVID year where we lost to them at, at the Ohio State, yeah, at the buzzer beat. Like, I mean, there's a lot of games that you know Penn State has kind of given us L's that we shouldn't have taken. But to Kraft's point, I mean, when you got age on your side, that's somewhere somebody that's been through the trenches, somebody that's been has lost games close, close games at that. Um, it's just so hard to teach that to your young guys. Like we're we're taking our lumps now, but next year, let's just say, let's just throw out a scenario. Everybody comes back next year. Like everybody comes back, and and we add our class that we had last year. This team will probably be top five, top three in the Big Ten just off this season alone of learning how to win, learning how learning how not to lose, and so. 
you can't teach age, you can't teach experience. And you look at teams like a Penn State, you look at teams at like a Northwestern, you look at teams like even the Indiana, because, you know, Trace Jackson is he's he was supposed to be a one and done. He's been there for I don't know how long. Um, so you look at teams like that and see their success, a uh, Purdue, like you see their success. It's ba- it's mostly based off of age and learning yeah. how to win yeah. in the Big Ten. It's hard to win in the Big Ten. You can't just throw four freshmen out there and expect to win every game. Uh, yeah, that's, it's rare. It's definitely rare. It's definitely uh, rare. Before we move on from this game, we need to allow Adam, our statistician, to uh, give us the greatest stat of the game. Penn State game? Yes. Uh, that is the fewest number of turnovers for an Ohio State game since they started recording the statistic, which was, I believe, 78, 79. Uh, Ohio State's, incredible. The, the previous record low was three, uh, but Ohio State finished that game with one turnover. It came Isaac likely got doubled down sure low did. and turned it over. I was going to say, who had the turnover? It was Isaac. Oh. He, sh- he, he should have passed it sooner. It, it, was, it was a preventable turnover, but one is amazing. Yeah, and what, that's crazy. What team Just had the three? How many teams have had zero? I don't know if anybody's had zero, at least not at Ohio State. Um, no, they, yeah, not at Ohio State, just period. Yeah. Um, they had three in a game against Illinois, I want to say. I can't remember the year off the top of my head. I have it written down. On a, say 2000. Give me a second. I might be able to, might be able say to find it here. That's, that's crazy. We'll go with 2010. <laughs> I, like no, I know I had three turnovers. They doubled me off. How about to say? <laughs> you're close. 2011 against Illinois, three turnovers. Dave, it was your, you're the problem, bro. What? You were the problem. Was it? Was it? Sully and I were on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Well, I think I was too. Which you, you was there because we only we only play Illinois in January. So you was on that team, Mike. That's crazy. Oh shoot! I take I, I take it back, Dave. Was it the home game? I don't remember mm-hmm. that year. That was my senior year. It had to be. I've got to figure year. out which which game it was. I, I will get yeah, that yeah, answer. That's when I don't remember. If it was that's at Illinois, we did destroy them. That's when, you know, a hey, funny we, story. We, Willie Buford, he always has to throw up during the game, but before oh the game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I remember Will, that. And Will's oh. bringing the ball up the floor, and, <laughs> and he had to throw up, so he threw up in his mouth. Like he and held it though, and held it and played yeah. like three or four possessions with throw up in his mouth. Yeah, before we he ran over to the out. No. no, 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 no. Listen, we he ran over to the bench and asked for a cup, so someone held him an empty cup, cup yeah, and he yeah, spit yeah. it out and he kept playing. I was uh, like, yeah. "What is this? What is this?" Will I've never seen nothing like it. Will Buford is a different type you, of bro. yeah. He's a different type of basketball player, man. Yeah, he, right before every game, he we be drawing up a play, up. and you look for Will. Like, where's Will? I'll explain to him later. He explained to the other four. <laughs> Every time, though. Crazy this, uh, man. We got to figure out who those two had those three turnovers. Here you though, go. That Here you been, go. I, I so did. it was an 89-70 win in Columbus on February 22nd, 2011. And you had one turnover from Dallas Lauderdale. Come on now. One turnover yep. from John Diebler. And one turnover from William Buford. Crap. Let's go. Oh, it wasn't me. Ah, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on that. Dave that Letty, you had chicken though. Dave, you led everybody with twenty one points that night. No, Lighty went crazy in the second half. Okay. Played but hold on so a second. Bad. We had eighty nine though, so it had to be super even after that though, right? He had twenty one. Uh Buford had seventeen. 
uh, Diebler had 13, and then Kraft, you and Sully both had 12. But Sully also had 11 boards. Uh Wow. Impressive. Six assists, no turnovers for you, Kraft, though. Get some, guys. That was the easiest year to get assists, though. I'm going to be honest. Everyone was making shots, so... Yeah, yeah, literally. You got three people <laughs> shooting forty percent, and you guys holy. Who you, you pick? And they doubled, and they only doubled off a of craft. And craft would yeah. dive down the middle. I pass the craft. They come help off a of craft. Craft oh, it to the wing. Three ball. Mm. We, we need stuff. that. <laughs> but all right, man. We're, we're off topic. To the scout report. <laughs> yeah, we got Maryland coming up, and we got Michigan State this week. Uh, I mean, for me. Uh, what I think Maryland's been like nine and four or something like that since we played them. Yeah, and and really I look well. at that team, it's like we were kind of in the same boat when we played them the first game. And you see how they kind of taken off and they're a top 25 team now. And we've kind of, you know, sank. But uh, it, it's a chance to, to mess up people's positioning. That's how I look at it. You know, go out, be free, and play the game. Uh, the energy that they had this last week, I think we got to make sure that rolls over and continues, you know, for this last week of Big Ten play. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can come out with a good win. And then, you know, I, I don't like playing Michigan State in, in late season situations. So I, I won't even talk about that one up there in East Lansing. But I'm just going to focus on this Maryland game and just give us some 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 motivation and some good, some good, good, uh, what should I say? Uh, fuel for for next year. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, beating a ranked team, which we haven't done in a long time, you know, this season. So, uh, what, what do we see with Maryland coming in and playing so well right now? I, I'm interested to see how we play. Um, just because this the first time we played them, I think it was without Zed. Yep, first right? one without him. Yep. And that was that was kind of like a shocker because we, you know, he was still yeah. trying to play, but we didn't know if he was going to play. And so our game plan was kind of like with Zed in it. This yes. one, um, this this game plan is going to be absolutely without Zed. So we should know how mm-hmm. to, you know, play them this time, and we should know where we need to attack from. I think uh, we, we're going to be all right. I think we we got a chance as long as. And we, I think I say this every freaking podcast. As long as Justice plays aggressive, <laughs> we have a chance. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think he understands that. It's like he has to yeah. be our aggressor because once he becomes the aggressor, then Bryce, Bryce doesn't have to be the aggressor all the time. And then Bruce can get loose, and then Sean can get loose the way we we got loose against Illinois. So. As long as we stay aggressive and we play this, with the same type of energy that we played with Illinois and even Penn State, we have a chance yeah. to win in our home crowd. Yeah, the, the thing that sticks out to me about that last game was that Ohio State actually had the lead at the half, and then Maryland just opened the second half and just destroyed yeah, crazy, Ohio State. Yeah. And then Jameer Young just got rolling. Um, yeah, and there 30, was, right? Yeah, and it was – you know, you, we think about the games that have happened since then and how much that was like foreshadowing what was going to come where as they played well and then they lost the game in the span of a couple of minutes and somebody in the other team had a big had a big night. And this was, you know, this was the first of many nights that looked like this. So uh, they played them even minus that stretch um, mm-hmm. there, which is a place that they never seem to win for whatever reason. So theoretically, you could maybe flip some of that playing on your home court and try to build off the momentum you had. But I just think that they got to find a way to stop, stop Jameer young and, yeah. you know, 
um, you know, we talk about that was the first game they, they played without Zed, but like Ice was still kind of working his way back after having, you know, been out for a couple of games. And, you know, maybe maybe you're able to lean on him a little bit more defensively in this matchup than you were in the last one. And maybe he can neutralize him a little bit. But I don't know. He's a little dude um, who did a lot in that game. He had, he had, he had uh, double, double. 11 rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he can rebound. He can rebound. So, a lot of free throws, too. Yeah. Yeah. And an older guy at that. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a great challenge, right? I think, you know, as a team, we want to figure out a way to be consistent every game. So I think we've kind of – we won a game. You know, we're probably feeling better than we have in a really long time. So how are we going to respond to having some some success as a team? You know, I think that's something that – to be a great team, you have to bring it every night. So I think that's a challenge for our guys. And then agree, I agree with what you're saying, Adam. You know, the only thing I remember from that first Maryland game was that crazy run they had at the beginning of the second half and Jameer Young just destroying us all game, offensive rebounds, free throw line, scoring however we wanted. So I'm, you know, I want to see who's going to step up on the defensive end to try to neutralize some of that. Is it, is it Bruce? Is it Roddy? Is it ice? You know, I think we have multiple guys that are capable, but who's going to want to take that load on themselves and say, you know, how he plays is normally how Maryland's team goes and they've been playing really, really good basketball. So um, how are we going to try to cut, cut, you know, cut the the head off the snake in a sense Um, who's going to shoulder that responsibility and can we respond after playing well for, for two games, really, can we respond by, you know, playing well again? And then, you know, the game up at Michigan State, you know, Sully and I have a great win late at Michigan State um, in the season, Dave. Mm. So, um, I don't know what you're talking about. But, I mean, both both of these <laughs> games are really like, talking about that. Lighty did, did too. In, no, 2010, sure. in 2010, y'all walked into Michigan State and y'all quiet the whole crowd. I'll never forget that. Y'all walked in and just – Destroyed them. That was that was ET flu game too. Yeah, oh, I, I, I remember for sure. But Y'all you know, I, better though. Walk off shot. Shout out. That was again. so. Shout fan. out, yeah. Doctor Jones. Willie Willie Pugh getting a lot of shout outs today. Um, but no, I you know I both games are opportunities for us to play better than we did the first time we played against these teams. Obviously, Michigan State was the first game I think watching it really looked like we were disconnected. Yeah, like yeah. we we, we weren't into yeah. it. Everyone was kind of doing their own thing. And that was the first game I was like, man, we we do not have it tonight. And we look we they're having Michigan State's having way too much fun playing against us right now. Yeah. So um a great opportunity for us to bounce back and just, you know, show some fight. You know, what else do we have to lose now? Ah, and that that's me. That's how that's my feeling. Like don't don't overthink it. Like these games now are this is free money for everyone to go out and, and play. Even though Sully was talking about everybody coming back, even if guys don't come back, they they're putting on a audition for other mm-hmm. schools basically. So I'm saying go out, play fast, play free. You know, enjoy the moment, enjoy the opportunity of you know messing up other teams' opportunity. Yeah, you know, kick Maryland out of the top twenty-five. Now you know. You run with that. That's stuff you talk about, you know, in the summertime. Yeah, you know, we did such and such and such and such. We went up to East Lansing and beat Michigan State. So it's like these are things that uh, you got to realize in the moment that it's free. <laughs> like literally, it's nothing that's going to be held against you. There's mm-hmm. no pressure at all for us. So hopefully we can continue this and 
uh, come out with at least one of these wins, I, I would say. Uh, but if it continues to go how the freshmen have been playing, then I, I think I'm, I'm happy with that, the production from everybody. And, again, the aggressiveness from Justice is going to play a huge role in, uh, you know, where the Buckeyes go that week. But we're going to talk about this word on campus. They had the great Ann Craft at the game. And we had the captain's dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you say, Adam? He had the biggest ovation. He did. It was it was between him and Mike Red, and I I think I think uh, you got, Kraft took get him up out of there, Dad. You're a true Columbus boy now, huh? I mean, Michael Red has an Olympic gold medal, so that's all. And he, I mean, and I he just has went, a, I just, a final four. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Is I just that, went with the biggest, the most, the most unique. Are you going to give us that back? But no, we're going to say Kraft being back, being back on campus. Like, just how did it feel to be, you know, around the guys at the gym and, you know, just conversating with coaches and players and just getting a good feel for, for what's going on in the program? Because I know we talk about it, but mm-hmm. actually being there is, is different. And, I mean, Adam is there literally every step of the way. So, just to get you guys uh, insight on actually being on campus. I mean, everyone is trying to figure out how they can help the team be better. So whether that's, you know, TD, who was on the show last week, you know, I think he has a lot of really good ideas and he has a unique perspective because he's a former player that had had a lot of success, but he's also around this team all the time. So it was really fun to talk to him and just kind of see what's, you know, what's the heartbeat of the team going um, to, you know, Coach Q, the strength coach, just like he is ready for summer. Like he's, <laughs> he is, he that's is ready news. to get, he's ready yeah, to get after this exactly summer, um, which I think, you know, is great. You know, he's, he's already thinking about how he's going to, he's really going to challenge these guys and like put them to the grind and kind of a little bit of old school, kind of like, you know, when we were, when we were there going pretty early in the morning and just saying, all right, this is what we're going to do. So it was fun to talk to those guys. And obviously, you know, you get a little, you get a little bit with Holman, but he's with practice. He's got a bunch of stuff yeah, going on, but I don't know. Practice is high energy still. I, somehow, some way they're still out there getting after it, competing at a high level, um, which is great to see. I like to hear that. Uh, yeah. um, but, you know, all the ancillary staff, they're all trying to figure out what their role is and, and how they can improve, which I think is a great spot to be. Um, because it'd be very so easy right now to just be like, all right, you know, there's however many weeks left in the season. Let's just kind of let's coast to the end and, and figure it out. But um, guys like Nick Kellogg and, you know, Robbie Rookie, you guys remember Rob, just like yeah. they all have their little inputs and they're all trying to figure out, you know, how they can help the team, which is good. And then, as I said, you know, I, I only got to spend the, you know, the dinner with Roddy and Bruce for the most part. Bryce came over at the end, but just, I think the the biggest thing about the dinner was letting these guys know that we're still behind them. Like, I think there's a lot of um, negative self-talk that can happen and you kind of feel like you're letting a lot of people down. But I think it was really important for them to hear, you know, captains literally all the way back from 1960 to, you know, Joey Lane was there. So he's 2019. So, you know, that's 60 years of, of former guys that have had a lot of success at OSU. Just reiterating to these guys that, like, you're still part of the brotherhood. You're still, you know, part of this thing. And we want to support you. We love you guys and, and just want to encourage you any way we can. So I think probably that was one of the bigger messages to come out of the, 
the dinner on Saturday was letting these guys know that we're still behind them and we want them to be successful and we want to be there for them. So it was just fun to see. And obviously they responded. I, I don't think we take any credit for that. Um, no, they, take the credit they, for sure. Which you take the credit? Yes. They, what are you talking I mean, about? they, they came out and just you know they did what they had to do. So, um, it was fun to see and just uh, it makes us want to be around the program more. You know, like the weekends like this is what I kind of imagined what it would be like when I got when I got done playing. You know, I'd be able be able to be around more, but you know, life happens and we have families and right. you have work and you have school. But so when when the opportunity comes, it always reminds me how how awesome and special it is to be an Ohio state Buckeye and how welcome we are still. Um, even if it's, you know, a new coach and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a great weekend and obviously the guys did well. So tell them it's all love still. It's all love always. I think honestly, I, I really think they needed to hear it. Like, I think, I mean, obviously there were still some like challenges going on and all this stuff, but um, I would say 60 upwards of 60, just 60 percent, percent of the older guys were just like, Hey, We've been through it. We're with you. Like we believe in you. So, and I think that that took some pressure off. So, yeah, it seemed like it to me. I want to ask you guys about something I know Fad used to say. Um, there was some some comment that he made once about how like you could go up to anybody on this campus and you could say, "Hey, I'm sorry for what you're going through," and they would be like, "Oh my gosh, thank you. How did you know?" That like everybody's carrying something that that something we don't, here. the rest of us don't know about. And we just had interviews uh, earlier today leading into senior day, but we, we talked with Sean McNeil and he was talking about like the emotions of this year. And, um, you know, I wrote the story back in, in November, about how his, his dad almost died at the Duke game and how, thank God, yeah. like they got him to the, to the hospital and he had life-saving surgery and he's been at the game since he's, he's doing great. But he also mentioned, I think he said he had like a, a close friend that passed away, like within like 24 hours of that. And, and I asked him like, how much do people know, like what you guys are going through because you know we look at it and and people say oh you missed this number of shots or whatever like what's wrong with you or you know that's and i just wonder craft as you're talking about like kind of giving those guys that message like how much when you're going through it how much do you need to hear that because i'm sure you guys all went through plenty of personal things at ohio state that none of us ever know about and why would we know about it but that that factors into this right like you feel that and that that has an impact on all of this I think I think that you asked the perfect question because the perfect clip just came out with the head coach from Oklahoma State that said he said that the media y'all look at these kids and all y'all do is judge them on performances, but y'all don't know what they're going through mm-hmm. off the court. You don't know who passed away. You don't know who's in trouble. You don't know you know what type of financial burden that they that their family has just to try to watch a game or stuff and stuff like that like people don't understand that like even though we're athletes we're students as well that's one and two we're human beings and i think i think people forget i I think people forget how human athletes are because they have to live the same life as you essentially and so i think we you know as athletes we don't really tell people what's going on in our lives. We don't tell like if something happened, if, you know, your uncle passed away or, you know, your uncle, you know, goes into the hospital. But as athletes, when we get on inside that, that rectangle, like we just want to play basketball. That's our sanctuary. 
that's our sanctuary where we get a, get away from everything. Now, sometimes stuff off the court creeps in on the court, but you know, all the good ones know how to compartmentalize what's going on in their life. So, I mean, people really don't know what's going on with the athletes and they don't know what can affect their performance. But at the end of the day, we're humans, man. We, we all, yeah. we all are human beings. And I want to be clear, Sean was not using any of that as any sort of excuse. And I was not asking it as like, hey, did you go through anything that, that maybe made you shoot a lower? But like, it wasn't anything like that. I was just genuinely curious about like the effect of going through that kind of stuff and how, you know, we don't, you know, people that aren't inside that locker room or maybe even just in your family, we have no idea. And I, it was a good reminder to me uh, as I go about my job to like always, I try to keep that in my mind. I try to keep be cognizant of that, that like, I don't know the full story. I'm never going to know the full story, what you guys are going through. But I thought it was a good reminder, um, him talking about that today, of just, you know, all the other stuff on top of, these guys don't want to lose and they don't want to go through the struggles <laughs> they've gone through. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a lot to deal with. And it, I just thought today was a good reminder of some of that. Now, I mean, you guys talk about that. I, w- I would say for me, it's even more uh, with all the social media and so- can reach out to these players and bring negative negative things to them. I think they talked about uh, CJ uh, talked about he was off social media all football season, but somebody would sell him a message or something like that. Fans Venmo. would sell him a, yeah, Venmo. Venmo him a yeah, message. Yeah. Like, are we that crazy? <laughs> that This football game on Saturday affected you this much that you're going to go into this man's Venmo and message him. But like you said, there's always things going on in somebody's life that's on the court or someone's close to us uh, that's going to affect us in some different way. But like Sully said, for me, for sure, uh, I was just saying like when my mom passed, basketball was my outlet. Literally, when I stepped on the court, I, it was, I was free and I was at peace. When I got off the court, that's when everything comes in my mind and it hits me and things like that. So um, this game of basketball has done so much for me in my life. It literally has been therapy. Uh, like mm-hmm. it gives me so many different uh, outlets and releases uh, to the actual world um, that that's going on around us. So for me, I would think it would be the other way around uh, in using basketball and, you know, just being free out there. I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I just, uh, Craft, you oh, saying no, that, man. you saying that, talking to those guys and kind of, you know, giving them their support. It just jogged that in my mind from interviews today. And no, I was no, very I, curious I for what we, you guys we, thought. We all need love. Always love. Fast. Positive. Just I, I, be positive. I, but I also think, Adam, like for, for your question, you kind of opened up the eyes to, you know, not only to you, but like to the whole media, to the whole fan base that, you know, there's things that, that go on in our life similar to everybody else's, but mm-hmm. we still have to perform at a high level, no matter what's going on outside of that, outside of our, work. our life. <laughs> and so I just think you, you brought up a good question that people need to understand is like, like I say all the time, like we're humans. So like, there's mm-hmm. going to be things that we go through that everybody else goes through. So I thought that was a great question and a perfect way to, you know, kind of sum mm-hmm. up the human, the human eyes of a, athlete like you know what i'm saying like it's Mm -hmm. it it was great i thought that was a great question definitely a good question definitely but i think as a team too or the great teams i would say they kind of keep that in-house like you said it's things that you guys probably never gonna know about but it's like we go through it together as a team and it it helps guys grow uh Mm -hmm. literally 
I give, to, I, to I can give you a perfect example is uh the IUPUI game. My uncle passed away like passed five away, days yeah. before that. And my dad told me to go to shoot around. And Coach Mata and everybody else, Lighty, Kraft, John, they telling me to go to the funeral. And so yeah. like now I'm I'm in the conflict. And I got my dad who's been my coach all my life, and my teammates who's been, who's there for me. They're telling me to do the opposite thing. So, of course, I follow my teammates. Boom. I go to the I, – I get to the funeral, get ready for the game, and all the guys is just, like, kind of around my shoulder, like, we got you tonight. We got you tonight. We got you tonight. Unfortunately, Alex Young, I'll never get him. He went off against us, and, you know, my I feel like, you know, going through situations like that, again, like Lighty said, that's like your therapy. That's when I had one of my best games in my college Good career. 40, did he? Yeah, I had 40 points that yeah. game. And it was just like sometimes emotional games kind of carry you over over the hump and, and you kind of have some of your best games of your life going through emotional burdens. Mm-hmm. Ohio State freshman scoring record right there. That's the beauty of it all. <laughs> this guy. But we appreciate it, Adam. We got the great question, man. Bring out the emotion. We need that, the realness. Mm-hmm. But like we say, we just don't give the Buckeyes love, man. We're going to sign off and uh, just wish continued success. And uh, we're going to show love to guys up at Michigan State as well with the, with the shooting and all that stuff that they had going on um, that we still going to bring love as well and to our Buckeyes to finish out the season strong. And uh, we'll, we'll be with you guys next week with another episode. So make sure y'all tag, click, DM, questions, and all that other good stuff uh, beyond the Big Ten. And we, we still coming with more stuff. Appreciate y'all. Peace, love, and head griefs. We got the locks going with the group. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.